This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Rap Chat. Uh, first of all, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Westland Studios. Check out their website, www.westlandstudios.dublin.com. Um, yeah, if you need any ADR, any recording, uh, give Alwyn a shout. Uh, he is always on the end of the phone and very helpful. Uh, so yeah, so we've got Tristan Hinu on. Yeah, Tristan is a uh, an actor, director, writer, um, in different orders depending on what day of the week you meet him. <laughs> but uh, an incredible talent, um, uh, a good mate of mine, uh, has to be said. Uh, Full disclosure. Yeah, so that's you know, and obviously he has he's written some really really um, interesting um, shorts over the last couple of years, which have brought him all over the world, frankly. Um, and he's a real talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, particularly I, I really like today. That's probably my favorite. They're all great, but yeah. uh, today with John Connors and is it Lola, Lola Roddy, Roddy, yeah, yeah, amazing actor. Yes, yeah, so Tristan um, took time out of his busy schedule, uh, uh, landscaping the uh, Connemara Hills, <laughs> to come in and have a chat with us. Um, so yeah, just coming up to Christmas as well. Uh, just like to give a just a big thanks to everybody who's been tuning in. Um, you know, we put a lot of time into this, and uh, uh, you know, if you know, at Christmas time, uh, it's good to give thanks and praise. So yeah, um, uh, refer us, I guess, to a filmmaking friend, and you can check us out on um, uh, SoundCloud. Check out for slash FNI Rap Chat, and then we're on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict. Um, if you're an addict of pod- uh, podcasts, yeah, obviously you need to be on the, that. The apps are handy. Uh, you can listen to it on the go and um, yeah and if yeah we we were told by many people that we need to get on those platforms so if there's any other uh, suggestions just let us know so yeah uh, we'll give you a really enjoyable chat with Tristan Heaney Welcome back to uh, another episode of The Rap Chat uh, as part of Film Network Ireland's podcast. My name is Paul Butler-Lennox and I am with, as ever, the Navin Stallion. That's me. And Tristan Hindu. thanks very much for coming in. Pleasure, boys. Pleasure. Uh, what was your day like today? Are you working or are you running around? <laughs> I was working, yeah. It was a busy day. Cold day, working. Yeah, I was working outside today, so my fingers are just about thawed out cool um we'll just go back to the start you were you an actor first or were you did you always have an eye on kind of being a filmmaker no never had a never not no not really mm. um i started acting maybe 2010 yeah it was about 2010 and uh yeah it wasn't until a couple of years later that i i don't know where it came from it just I, I think it it actually came from I I stopped drinking 
and I was, <laughs> and I was very bored. And uh, I just wrote a script one day on an A4 pad. Uh, and that was kind of the start of it. I'd never really written anything apart from really bad poetry and a couple of attempts at songs in my teens. Uh, but that was it. I'd never really written anything. So I think, yeah, it was more just bored that right. I just thought I'd write something. Okay. And that was the start, yeah. And was there an element of being on sets, watching, you know, saying, you know, I could, I could give that a go, maybe? Did you ever feel, I suppose, what was your kind of early influences in terms of, I suppose films, uh, anything kind of, you know, because you're from Galway, is that correct, Tristan? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> and, and not from uh, Galway City as well. No, so, the right? sticks, so that what, what kind of, you know, what, uh, you know... Uh, Movies and stuff. Yeah, just what um, kind of influence you are, are, you know, infiltrated your household when you were a kid. Move that mic just a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, British cinema had a big impact on me growing up, um, we're seeing rain and stones when I was young enough, and and um, twenty four seven. I remember renting from the with my dad from the local. Uh, it was called Rhymers at the time shop <laughs> on video, uh, and I had no idea, but it was about boxing, so that's why we rented it, and it was the first Shane Meadows film, and I loved it. And kind of, yeah, I was always lent more towards the kind of British kind of dramas and and the Ken Loach after that then, and uh, um, yeah. was there is there a reason for that? Was there like a, an English connection in your family or? No, 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 not really. Just the stories, kind of. And then I saw Dead Man's Shoes a few years later, and Romeo Brass and stuff, and I just kind of really liked that style of filmmaking. That type of social drama, yeah. stuff I want um, to do. But I was never like a, I was never like obsessed with cinema. No. Growing up, so you weren't like you don't you don't have like tattoos of Spielberg's. No, and I never I didn't own a Super Eight camera. I wasn't <laughs> running around making little videos. And everyone seems to like worth their salt. Seems to have had yeah, a Super Eight. You weren't 8. part of that club, man. Yeah, sixteen millimeter or Super Eight or one of these. No, I didn't. I kind of wanted to be a DJ more when I was from my teens. Yeah, that was the the acting thing came. Years later, till I work I worked on a film actually at home when I was twenty three or that Tristan Azalda. I did like five weeks on that. And it was being around them actors all day. I was James Franco's double for five weeks. Oh. So it was just watching, sitting around, watching. You'd be kind of like, oh, I could, I could this do that. This is actually not yeah, that would be kind of cool <laughs> to do. That was the first time it, it kind of entered my head. I was like 22. Oh, okay. yeah. Gone off on a rant there. No, the <laughs> rants are good. Well, uh, was that, like, again, was that kind of a learning experience or were you just kind of having the crack? Taking it all oh, I was just having the crack. I was, yeah. I had come back from... I've been travelling around uh, Spain with a couple of my mates just camping and I came back and I had no job and I got a job labouring with a local builder and they were having this casting call for extras for this film and I went up to it and they were looking for someone to be a double for James Franco. Okay. And uh, Tommy Wazoo wasn't available. No, they had like, <laughs> it was down to me and three others and we You're all kind of had to sit around and James Kim, Franco came in then and it was kind of like, oh, you know, which guys kind of matches up and right. and then I ended up getting it. It was great, great, cool. great money and it yeah, was yeah. like four or five weeks work and it was all <laughs> shot around my area and it was, yeah, it was, it was fun, it was fun. So it was just sitting on set all day. I had very little to do. I'd have yeah. to stand in before, and they'd set up the yeah, camera because yeah, yeah. they wouldn't, couldn't be getting... Yeah him from his trailer or whatever right, to come right. and stand <laughs> so you'd be just and then you'd get to sit around and watch yeah, the yeah. whole thing kind of um cool. go so it was cool it yeah. was it was definitely i was like it interested me that was the first time i felt right. a genuine interest so it was kind of late yeah yeah and you you haven't done that since the body standing thing no <laughs> so no you're, you're kind of like the ian wright of uh of, of, of filmmakers and actors started a bit later and uh, yeah finished strong yeah 
<laughs> to be yet to be seen. And win one Premier League title. Yeah. Um, did you go to film school at all then? No. Or acting school? No. No. Um, I did actually the exact same course that John Connors did. We spoke about before oh, the, cool. the the scene study thing with Kathleen Morner Yates right. in the Abbey School of. Uh, yeah. yeah, we that's the same course I did. And what are your thoughts on on acting school? Or like, do you think it's necessary or? Oh, everyone's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's different. You see some amazing actors that have trained. You see some yeah. amazing actors that haven't trained today. Some people just have instincts that... Uh, so I, Whatever works. But, you know, I think an untrained actor could always learn something by going back. I don't think... You know what I mean? Sometimes I wonder... You know, I, I, I would never write it off. I sometimes wonder, would I... Or should I train? Because sometimes you don't feel like you've got full control over things. Sometimes, like, it's just kind of... You go into a scene and... Right. It's like potluck if it goes okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah. you're riding this fine line. When I think yeah, if you're I, trained, you I, I think you can misplace it. You can misplace it sometimes. I think people uh, misinterpret kind of um, insecurity with lack of you know. There's no control in the environment sometimes yeah. when you're working. So I think it's difficult to. Uh, I think it's important that you realise that it's about a level of comfort and it's kind of surrendering yourself, surrendering yourself to the wave, as aware of what's happening and you know it's different for everybody. Some people get that comfort f- through experience. I mean, even when you look at someone like Daniel Day-Lewis this week saying, you know, a great sadness, great sadness came over me. Yeah. And he stopped. And so, I, you know, it's got, I guess that's a no for a lot of other actors and performers, you know, just find your own comfort, you know. It's finding that, though, mm. the best way to get it, and I guess whatever works. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, why you felt it was necessary to write... Like I, I suppose, what was the inception of you deciding to write your your first short that you wrote? Did you was it was it specifically for a vehicle for yourself or? Yeah, I hadn't worked in a while. I, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't worked in a while. I think I had done a. I did a short film with Paddy Slattery. I think at the start around two thousand twelve, and and uh, we kind of spoke a bit. And he used to. He he was the first person to ask me, "Would you ever think of writing, or have you ever thought about?" It? And I hadn't really, and then. I got this idea and I wrote a short and then I wrote another one kind of pretty much a month or two later and then the third one I wrote was in this place um, and each of them I sent to Paddy he was kind of the first person I'd send them to and give feedback and he, he liked the other two but when I sent him in this place he was like there's something you know there was something there he could tell it was kind of something that I knew not that I knew about but uh, you know he just thought there was something there he was like you should work on this one develop this one more um, and that's the, the the one that I went that we made first. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, uh, yeah, we should get Paddy on. Actually, yeah, point. yeah. Yeah. For people who don't know, Paddy, maybe just explain. Uh, your how you got to start working together. And Paddy, uh, yeah, that was the first time I met him in two thousand twelve. We did a short together called Runner. Yeah. And it came through a guy we both know, Christian Cody. <laughs> yeah. He's a storyboard artist. Me, me and Paul did a, a web series about seven years ago called Mr. Donkey. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was a storyboard artist, Christian, who directed it. Right. And he rang me one day and he goes, oh, I've, been, I've had this guy, Paddy Slattery, on the phone. He wants me to storyboard a short for me. He said, but I've just read the script. And he was like, all I could see was you. So okay. I was like, send over the script. Cool. So he sent the script, I read it, and I rang him back. And I said, right, you need to get me an audition for this. I said, I sent him my showreel and I said, send this to him if it's not cast and then like half an hour later Paddy rang me and we were on the phone for about an hour right. and I went in for an audition and yeah got him that was our first okay. meeting and we've worked together like five times since wow. he produced today yeah. my second film he co-produced Breaking the Clouds with me we've done two more of his films and uh, 
yeah, and we've won kind of next year that we're doing. So it's been. Yeah, you're you're his feature. Is that yeah. Kind of that together? Maybe tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's called the Broken Law of Attraction. Um, it's kind of been, we've been we've been it's, it's been going a long time. We're kind of like, um, yeah. But I play I played the lead role, Dave Connolly, in it. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to get it up and running by kind of March April next year. Um, but it's a story of two brothers. Um, my character is a is a guard, uh, and his brother kind of comes back after being away for a while. Um, kind of the troublesome younger brother, and it's kind of how my loyalty to the law is tested when he comes back and uh, brings a lot of baggage with him. Um, so yeah, that that should be next year. Cool. Uh, so then, so then going back to so the first one that you wrote, um, just tell us about the production and how it all came together. Um, you did a funder campaign. Um, we did a funder campaign for about we looked for two three thousand and we we got that and we shot it in Connemara over three three days it was summer two thousand thirteen, um yeah it was it was it was strange you know shooting in my local area and in the pubs and stuff and uh, yeah. it was um you know you've all your mates and stuff <laughs> yeah. as extras in the bar yeah, it was yeah. like eight o'clock in the morning in a shutdown bar with the windows blacked out yeah. and all your mates come yeah, yeah. hung over from the night before and it's yeah, like yeah. they just open a tab yeah. and everyone's kind of like the extra shouldn't be drinking and the next thing <laughs> the next thing is like 12 o'clock and you forget you're doing a film yeah. you think you're in the you think it's night time yeah. um, and uh, yeah it was it was it was a great looking back it was a great experience it was you know it wasn't plain sailing but we, we didn't have to do any reshoots and, and we were about nine months editing it and then we premiered right. at the flat in 2014 yeah right. so and it did really well yeah did really well kind of considering we got to cork and um you know got to travel a bit with it and you know for a first film people really kind of responded to it mm. and uh, a lot of people kind of connected with it or yeah um how important uh, is your own support structure in terms of your friends and family <coughs> in these projects i mean i think it they kind of go above, from what I know of you. The first one I kind of did on my own. I yeah. kind of had this thing in my head where I didn't really want anyone to know that I was doing it or that I, I had written it or uh, I don't know because of the what was involved in it. Um, that kind so of, I didn't really. That voice, is it, it going to be any good? Kind of my thing. parents or family, they had nothing to do with it really. Okay. My sister helped me. Um, but the second and third ones. I was more forthcoming with them. They, yeah, they did all the cooking. My mum did all the cooking. <laughs> and she was making beds and putting people up. And yeah. like we used my dad's farm and his tractor and all his his cows and stuff and trailer for this for today. Today he he kind of, you know, he was uh, and was actually he had a, he had a good chat with Law. Him and Lawler really hit it off on today, okay. and they had a little chat. And it was that's where Lawler got his improv for the scene that we improved with oh. the, with the calf. The calf was born Lawler while we were born. shooting the loft stuff. You know, have yeah. you seen today? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. While we were shooting the loft stuff, the yeah. calf, we had to stop because it was a calf being born downstairs. Because okay. when I got up that morning, my owlet had been up since like 5 a.m. sitting, drinking tea, and he was like, that's what the calf now is going to, calf is going to calf now today, I bet when yeah. you're brought in that yeah. shed. And uh, yeah, so it was, I seen, we were going for lunch, and my owlet and Lawler were looking over the fence, just yeah. looking at the calf talking, and uh, when we went to improv that scene with the calf, we kind of spoke with Lawler and said, look, we might do work something in with this calf. It's yeah. kind of, seems to be. Yeah. And he just used what my outlet had told him, you know, about that he'd been up all week waiting for okay. to calf and kind of yeah, yeah. stuff like this. And like, that's a great actor when you just kind of, yeah. you know, tap in and just kind of listen and take it all on. And, yeah, yeah. and the same with Johnny, like he didn't know what Lawler was going to say, but the fact they were just really just listening to each other, yeah. like 100% just listening to each other. There was no like waiting for their turn. It was just, and the responses, like it was such a great scene. They just 
one of my favourite scenes and they just the two of them just you know went with it and uh, like to, your three shorts basically kind of was it like the a trilogy, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part of it like you know you're able to pull in those favours but you're very lucky to be from somewhere so beautiful mm. but it, your stories you, you seem to be interested in telling rural stories or is that just by accident or is that no. by design no I think no, I, I, I like rural stories and I think the next, you know, the, the next couple I'll make will probably be rural stories. Um, I don't know, there's just, I find there can be great drama and great stories just in the, in the everyday and the, yeah. you know, um, the films I, I love don't really have a hell of a lot going on in them sometimes. They can be very yeah. simple kind of human stories of, of I don't know. I guess there's a lot of struggle in my films as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, I don't know. The kind of the the smaller percentage interests me. You know, the kind of the 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 people on the margins, the small kind of stories, kind of interest me. I don't know why, and I think it's like I don't I don't, I don't think I don't think I set set out to make a film on either of them topics. Right. You know, either something. Something happened, or something I saw, or something kind of a story someone told me, and it was like, oh shit, and, and it sticks with you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't set out to go. I'm gonna write a story about you know postnatal depression. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a process when you write? Uh, do you? Is there a specific way you work? Do you, do you sit down and bang it out until, or you know, bang those keys until some, something comes out? Or I never. I I don't sit down until I kind of have. If I have a really strong sense of a couple of scenes, I'll write them. But sometimes I won't write until in my head I've got it worked out, kind of in beats, start to finish. Yeah. And then I'll sit down and, and I'll do a draft. So I'll just like sleep on it for whatever, however long, just thinking, just go in and you just play it out. And then sometimes, but if I, like with the feature I'm writing, I had this big scene in the middle. So just the most <laughs> ridiculous way to write a feature, write a, a scene in the middle. And then I had my ending, so I wrote the ending, and then I wrote the start, and then I kind of stuck it together. And when Paddy rang, he said you could you could feel the joins in it, you know, and you right, yeah, so yeah. it's just smoothing them out. But if I have a strong scene or or characters or a situation, I'll, I'll write them. But sometimes, like with today, I didn't write it till I had the start, middle, and end, and the same with the break in the clouds. Kind of wrote it in a. Did it come quite naturally second time round, or were you, you know, which it, uh, for today, writing mm. that was one draft. Just that was it. Yeah, it was one draft. Yeah, it was like, and and it's naive. You know what I mean? It's naive because um, that's what I have a tendency to do: is write it once and think it's finished. You know, and I think everyone does that. You know, they write and they're like, "It's done." You're like, you you send it off in an email, and you're like, "Oh, read this," and then the next day you're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, what did I send that for?" But I guess with today, I sent it out, and people I sent it to were like, "We love it." Yeah, it's you know. Paddy was like ready, ready to do, and then we we sent it to Lawler and, and John, and they loved it. So I was like, okay. And again, was it self finance kind of thing? Yeah, Paddy yeah. financed today. Okay. Yeah, Paddy financed today, and, and we 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 co financed um, a break in the clouds mm-hmm. with uh, short screen. Actually, screened the two films today and in this place. So I just put the money I got from short screen. So co-funded by RTE, you could yeah, say, yeah. In, a, in a roundabout way. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, this is money I wouldn't have. It came from film, so I was, yeah. I hadn't done anything. So it was like, right, I need to pull the finger out. And cool. And, and today did particularly well for you. Right? Yeah, it did, yeah, we won the best debut drama at Galway. 
which was a shock. You know, it was a shock. Um, but it was great. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was great, and, and picked up another couple of awards. Um, but yeah, and, and the same. A lot of people didn't like it, but then a lot. Of, I think the people who liked it really liked it, and they really got it. Yeah. And then I guess some people again thought it was a bit hard or a bit kind of you know, um, I don't know. But it's not everyone's cup of tea. I, These I films the aren't yeah. people. You know, they're not everyone's yeah. cup of tea. And I, but the thing is, you, like, we had a screening down in, in the college in in Letterfrack, and a guy came up to me and John afterwards, and we were nearly into. He came up and his friend had committed suicide, about a month or two earlier, right. and he was just in tears to us, just telling us, you know, how much how much he loved it and that. Yeah, and he yeah. went off, and John just turned. And he said, "That's why you fucking make films," you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was so true. It was you know, yeah. little things like that. Yeah. yeah, is kind of that makes making a film like that worth while not you know because it isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea and I don't you can never please anyone so yeah. you kind of you make films that you think you're happy with and hope everyone you're not you know and yeah uh, you got brought over to New York for that one yeah you? yeah <laughs> we were on the same <laughs> flight weren't we yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was good crack over the over the Terence I think it was John Connor's first time in New York he was like a kid. Yeah, <laughs> and he was raging as well because he was sick. He was on he was on tablets. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he did. He did. Yo, uh, yeah. He was. Uh, I was delighted though because it meant he had to behave himself. Because you know? <laughs> we were. We, yeah, we stayed. Like, did you stay on extra? Uh, or did you go? We were just there for four or five days, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we stayed for six, and we 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 rented an Airbnb in Willemsburg, and so he was like on his best behaviour. I was delighted. Yeah, yeah. Chasing around yeah. after. Bell's palsy or something. Oh so no! Yeah, yeah. The pictures of the pictures from it are funny. <laughs> he had to angle his face one way. Um, yeah, no, that was good. Old crack the crack fest. Yeah. So this brings us, uh, I suppose, nicely to your most recent short, uh, Breaking the Clouds. Uh, how did that break ground? Or how did that happen? Or why did that happen? Um, it came when I visited a friend, a friend who just had a baby. Um, the baby was maybe only a few weeks or a month old at the time. And I remember just how nervous he looked and kind of <laughs> how just on edge and stressed. And I remember sitting there and just... I actually started to get really anxious. I started, like, thought I was going to have a panic attack looking at him, and I was thinking just that, the, the gravity, I suppose, of, of the thought of it. And uh, another friend of mine had been really struggling as well, like, started taking panic attacks. Um, he'd never had them before, and just, yeah, a couple of people I knew were really struggling, and that kind of stuck with me. I remember thinking, how would, I, how would you deal with something like that, do you think, mm. if, you know? Yeah. And I didn't think quite well <laughs> you know obviously but that's kind of that's kind of where it came from that's where the, the idea came from and that kind of st- I, I had an idea of it and then it just stuck around for like yeah. a year um, until and, and then I, I just wrote a draft of it and then I parked it for another I actually sent it to a, a funding thing and it didn't get shortlisted so then I, I just kind of left it aside and then I met Gemma Leah through Paddy through the feature and he was like, oh, you should send it to her for a read. And I sent it to her and she liked it and we just started working on it again. And that's kind of how it came about. But it was about two, two years. Okay. It was about 10 drafts or something. Right. So it wasn't used. Okay. <laughs> just like, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> and uh, like directing second time around, did you feel more comfortable this time? Or? Yeah, I loved it. Because it was, I think the DP I had was just, in, in, he was incredible. Right. Nari and um, 
I had seen his stuff before and we kind of chatted about doing something and uh yeah I just asked him I said look I've got a low budget you know not thinking you know I not thinking he and he, he was up for it and we kind of met up and I think everything after we met up and we went down to Connemara and we went around all the locations and kind of spent a whole day and we were just so on the same page and he was just you know he was just like you'll have to trust me did you bring him into that early house the one that with the blacked out windows at 8 o'clock in the morning no 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 <laughs> yeah and I guess we just once we had all our shot list down and yeah he was just incredible you know he just made it yeah, yeah. we were just and, and, and we even though we had our shot list on the day there was still a lot of kind of we were like right this might be more interesting or what do you think of it? and it was very kind of you know we changed up quite quite a few things but just the whole experience that made it easier for me just having you know uh I didn't have to worry when I was on camera and stuff and I, I knew I could just ask him, was it okay with you? And, and I knew that the scene felt okay. Uh, and if he was happy, I was happy. Um, but what yeah, a, made what, it easy. What about uh, directing yourself? What was that like? I didn't really think or, about it. Or was it, were you just kind of on autopilot? Um, In a good way? We knew, the, knew what the shot was, so I just had to worry about the performance and if it felt okay... That was it. You know what I mean? There was not. We did didn't Did do more. Did someone dig in, or was there an ID or something that was kind of no? No, we had an ID there. Yeah, but there was nobody. I was just if it felt good, you know, I'd say denarian. You know what I mean? Was it okay? Was but it quicker think, than that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we weren't watching playbacks. Right, we were yeah. just kind of flying through it. Uh, didn't have a monitor. I don't really. You know, the lads had one for focus pulling, but it was uh, yeah, no more than two takes for everything. I think yeah, we yeah. did the whole thing in in two takes and um. Yeah, it was fine. It was easy. I was expecting it to be like a, you know, but it wasn't. It's a bit mad when you're kind of running around and someone's asking you, oh, what time is the food or where are the sandwiches and who's there? And there's like more everything, phone call coming in. And it's like, right, it's time for your scene. And right. thing, you have to just put the phone on silent and jump in. It's like, okay. you know, you have to just be there. And you, it, sometimes your head's going a million miles an hour, but it worked. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You're comfortable it, wearing a couple of different hats. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do it again? Direct and act, yeah, maybe, maybe, okay, but not. I do it once more, probably, okay, maybe. I don't know, I, I really I don't know. <laughs> depends it depends, yeah. it depends, yeah. you know what I mean. It, yeah. it depends, yeah. And what stage is that at that was doing the rounds on festivals now or breaking the clouds? Yeah, yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in London now on Sunday in the Irish Film Festival London, and then we're in the International Film Festival Wales the following Saturday. Um, so gonna get over, trying to get over to them. Yeah. This week, yeah. So we're up for a few awards in Wales, um, as well. So. Best of luck. Yeah, gonna try to make the trip. And uh, what's what's next? This evening. Um, or? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm developing a short, another short. Okay. Um, which I I'll, I'll see. I'm gonna just get it ready and kind of send it out to uh, a couple of things. Um, but just writing the feature kind of still the. Uh, the main kind of thing that's just been going on for about three and a half years. <laughs> just like every now and again you get the burst of kind of thing and you're like, oh, and then you just put it away for another few months. But it's, yeah, that's kind of the, the constant, you know, thing yeah. that you talk about. It's like that fellow says he's writing a book and it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. How about, um, um, how important is it for creatives to, or even actors, to create their own opportunities in this country, do you feel? I think it's important. It's very important. If I think if I hadn't made a short, you know what I mean? Like so much of my work that I've got over the last few years has come from in this place. Um, 
like Mark O'Connor saw in this place at Galway, same Kieran Craig saw it, Carver Gangsters and In View, that they came directly from them seeing the short. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of things, agent that I got. Um, yeah, huge, huge. Because I think you can write something, you know, you as an actor know your strengths. And if you can write something that really plays to your strengths, you know, um, and get someone to make it, you know, it's so easy to make stuff now. Um, I think you have to. You don't have to. Some people some people get lucky. But I think if you're sitting at home and you've been twiddling your thumbs for nine months and you haven't done anything and you're giving out that there's no decent scripts out there or, you know what I mean, which I was doing for long enough. <laughs> like, look at your man getting that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm better than him. You know, you do all this. You sit at home and you get and you get bitter. So just write something. Yeah. Write something. Uh yeah, and it's you know it is it's it, it's it's a slog putting something together, but you know if you, if you can if you can get a good story and you know get it done, it's hugely rewarding. Mm. Do you think? And would you kind of? We had a chat with Nick Dunning uh, on one of the earlier podcasts, um, just about um, fra your frame of mind. <clears throat> How important is it to be? Um, obviously opportunistic but also positive in terms of future opportunities and stuff do you do you practice uh, any methodology to I, I, I guess to deal with rejection or because this this is a circus we, you know we're all in not really I, I kind of the rejection never really bothered me um, apart from a couple of times when you know think you get close with a couple of things and it's a bit of a, a bit of a kick but no like I said, I I worked door to door sales for Aircom for a couple of years, and that was like you'd be bulletproof after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you'd be like, my dad bought shares off you cowboys, and you'd be like running down the road. And uh, yeah, I I kind of just you just think you're not right for that for some reason, and you just move on. So you I make, forget you about make, things. You make peace with it for a Yeah, time. I forget about things very very fast now. As soon as I walk out of the room, I, I forget about them, um, and I don't really let it bother me. I think it helps when you're when you're. That's what the writing and stuff helped with. I felt like I wasn't just pinning all my... I was like, right, that wasn't for me. If I was just an actor, I'd be like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? That was my chance of working in the next thing. But I think when you're creating your own work, it takes some of the focus off that. And I think when you're so focused on something, sometimes you can... I think it's when you let go of it and you kind of leave it out there. You know, things mm -hmm. come to you, you attract more things. Than well, it's that kind of spinning plates thing, you know, if you've... Three or four plates spinning at the same time. If one falls, you're looking yeah. at the three that are still up. You're not just like waiting for the phone to ring because yeah. that's your only job. You yeah, need, there's you less know. of a sense of, I guess, of kind of desperation or panic. You know, yeah. oh, that was my chance or that was my uh, my inroad to whatever it is that you think is important for the next day. And it's like, you know, I think auditions and that, you just, uh, so many different factors in, in getting an audition. You just have to go in and do your best and, you know, I can very easily leave them behind once I don't go in and forget the lines or make it up. You know, if you go in and you think, okay, I did okay there, Grant, you just forget about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Which doesn't happen very often, you know, usually forget lines or something. Well, not, well unless you're me, because I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, how I just want to just talk very quickly about, um, about Connemara um, in your work. Um, how big of a character is Connemara in your work? Or what is it about Connemara to you? Now obviously it's home, but like what is it that's so very cinematic? And why should like, you know, why should more people not be down, down there shoot? I know, I like the kind of fact that it's, it can be very, depending on your frame of mind, it can be very beautiful or a very desolate kind of place, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I think with the stories, I like to have a lot of light and shade in my stories. Although it may look like there's just more shade. <laughs> more shade. <laughs> but I like that chink every now and again. But I think the beauty is the beauty of the place is always a nice contrast, uh, you know what I mean, to what's going on within the scene and the, the vastness of it and the, um, you know, kind of the, like with John and, and today it was kind of that real contained claustrophobia of the car and then the stepping out and it's like the wide open spaces and this beauty which is totally the opposite of what's going on in his head you know what I mean he doesn't really appreciate it until maybe a bit later on um, so yeah I think it's just it's a beautiful place and yeah I guess yeah very good <laughs> thanks very much Tristan that was, that was great